Welcome to this week's episode of Ya Yeet, son. And he threw me a beer. Can we keep that? Hey, what's up? Hello! Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an airways girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a dummy straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. And sometimes we have weird intros. Yes. <laughs> On today's episode of Feminism. Sounds fake, but okay. Welcome back to the pod. Um, my horse is in the back. Um. <laughs> all right. Ain't nobody pod me nothing. Okay. Well. Now that that's happened. What an exhilarating start to the episode. Ramadan Mubarak! Yes. Sorry for my white pronunciation, but it's Ramadan. And I would just like to wish you who to... What's the word celebrate? Oh, oh, no. Who who take part in Ramadan. I hope you're having a good time. Yes. I hope your your food and drink withdrawal is not too bad. (laughs) Don't talk about it. I'm sorry, I'll cut that out. I hope you're having a good time. I just cut something out because I don't want to taunt people. Uh, now they know. <sighs> I'm not going to cut it out. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm sorry and also a happy Ramadan. Anyway. Yes. Um, this week, what are we talking about? Well, as I'm sure all of you know, this- Kayla, 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 Kayla. Were you in a feminism I was even Sarah's mom the other day. So me and Sarah graduated this last weekend when you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. And so our families were all around and blah, blah, blah. And Sarah's mom listens. And see, Sarah's mom even was like, Kayla, are you in class? I was like, Julie? From Julie, that's savage. I know. It was truly, I've been reeling for days from it. But yes, I was in a feminism class. And it was a capstone, which means that it's like a, you have a big final research. Basically, basically like the whole class is leading up to like a final research project thing, kind of. I think that's what a capstone is. I don't know, but that's what we did. Um, and so I did mine on feminism and asexuality. And some people that listen and are in our Discord actually participated in my study. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Um, by now I should have sent you my final thing because my teacher... So, okay, so basically... When you do research with human or animal participants, you have to go through a thing called the IRB. It's like the uh, Institutional Review Board. I think that's what the I is. I don't think it's international. And so basically you like go through and you're like, here's what I want to do. The I is for interesting. An interesting review board. (laughs) Oh, that's a... Can y'all hear that? Someone's angry? No, the, the, the train... No, I was talking about the slamming of the doors. Oh, no. I've, it was just the... the, the tr- Someone is slamming some doors, though. Yeah. This has been noises from our <laughs> home. Uh, so, basically, you go to them and you're like, here's my research. Can you check it to make sure I'm not going to be harming any living things? Mm-hmm. And they're like, blah, blah, blah. Change this. Blah, blah, blah. And then go ahead. So, since I was in a class, we didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Which also means I can't share my research publicly, mm-hmm. which is sad because I wanted to do like wanted to do a whole episode. What I was gonna do is my we were allowed to do our final project in any medium, and so I was gonna do it as a podcast episode, so mm-hmm. it could be an episode and my final project in one. Mm-hmm. But I'm not allowed to like mass release it. Uh... I can give it to the people that were in it, and I can give it to people interpersonally. But I cannot. What about outer personally? What about intrapersonally? 
I can give it to myself, yes. <laughs> um, in fact, I did do that. Uh, but so I can, anyway. So instead, I'm just going to be talking, a, like, generally about the topic, and then also a few things that I found in my research, because you have to do, like, a literature review. So I had to read mm-hmm. a bunch of research that people had already done mm-hmm. on asexuality slash and or feminism, mm-hmm. and, like, read about it and write about it, and then mm-hmm. do my project. Before you get in too deep, so we graduated, but yeah. I have one more class that I'm taking right <laughs> yes. now, yeah. and it is, the topic of the class is about queer media in the Reagan era. Extremely specific. Very specific, but a lot happened. Um, and so, that that's, this is the first queer studies class I've ever taken. Oh, they're so fun. Um, and so I feel like I'm, like, learning so much. See? This is, don't you get it now? Well, also, it's just, like, it's a lot of stuff that I had, I had learned informally, and now mm. I'm actually learning it in a formal setting. Yeah. Um, and we're watching movies about queerness. We watched a documentary called Word is Out. If you ever, oh, I don't know if it was in the Reagan era. My professor that I had for my queer media class made a couple documentaries about mm. queer media. Well, but I don't we're, know. Well, the things them. we're watching aren't just limited to the Reagan era. We're mostly just using like the '80s as a framework to look at it. So, like, mm. we're also looking like the documentary we watched was from the late '70s. We're gonna look at some stuff from the early '90s. We're gonna watch. Um, at the end of the semester, we're gonna watch some episodes of the TV show Pose on FX, mm. which is the one with. Um, Billy, great dress at Met Gala. Yeah, Billy Porter. Billy Porter. And oh, so Met Gala. Please, for a second. <laughs> um, and that that's, like, a recent show, mm. but we're gonna, like, look at it through the lens of, like, the things we've yeah. learned. But, yes. and But there also has been stuff where it's, like, you're ignoring ace people, and I understand that there wasn't really a conception of mm. it at that time in the same way that we know now, but I'm, like... It is, yeah, it is interesting, because I took a queer media class last semester, and it was interesting because I talked a lot in the class about asexuality, and mm-hmm. it was a, there was a lot of, like, discussion-based stuff in the class, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was because a lot of the stuff we were watching and talking about didn't have it, but mm-hmm. also, so my professor, Catherine Sender, if you ever watch a documentary, and it's basically about, like, here's the queer characters that were in TV, mm-hmm. if you ever watch one of those by Catherine Sender, she's my professor. Um, but she is making a new one about mm-hmm. the thousands, mm-hmm. the aughts. The aughts. And she was taking suggestions from us of, like, what characters or TV shows, like, do you think I need to include in mm-hmm. this round? Because there's just so much media mm-hmm. now. And I remember me and several other people in the class were like, do BoJack Horseman because, mm-hmm. like, or do this or this because ace representation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's, we're doing, like, a final project in this class. And also, we're making some zine pages. Oh, my God. My whole queer theory <laughs> class, we, like, every week we made a zine page. And our final yeah. project was just the zine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, we're going to have a class zine together of all of That's our zine cute. pages. But we're doing, like, a final project. And, like, I am literally one day into the class. Like, we haven't mm-hmm. done that much yet. But I'm already, like, I want to relate it to asexuality mm-hmm. somehow. But it's, like, a research project. And it's, like, the research didn't exist at that well, time to the extent to the extent no but what i was surprised by is even back then people were talking about it a mm-hmm. little bit like it was it hasn't been heavily researched until recently yeah. and it's I'll, t- I'll get into it more but it's not extremely accurate in my opinion i don't mm-hmm. think it's done by anyone that's asexual mm-hmm. but like the the book i read um Shoot, what was the book I was reading on Spring Break that they used for my project? Oh, 
Um, I don't remember. It's you like, mentioned it on the podcast. It's before. like repressed sexualities or something. Someone in the Discord told me about it, and yeah. I ended up using it. But it's an older book, and there's mm-hmm. a chapter on asexual people. Yeah. Um, so it's there. Yeah. And I can point you to some. But. Yeah. It was really interesting watching this documentary, though, because it was, it was interviewing 26, like, gay and lesbian people. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the terminology that they used, like, a lot of the words that they used, like, very openly to talk about themselves are words that, like, I would consider today to be, like, offensive or derogatory. And it's just so interesting how it's, like, evolved, like, the language around it has evolved. And, like, they were saying that back then the terms gay and lesbian were a little bit more flexible than they are now. And so, Mm -hmm. like the queer community was a lot of times referred to as, like, gay and lesbian community, which to us seems very restrictive, but at the time the words weren't as restrictive as they are now. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Anyway. The book I was talking about was The Sexually Oppressed, (laughs) and it was uh, from 77, so. Yeah. That was the year this documentary came out. So, I mean, that's there. Yeah. But anyway... You did research. <laughs> I did some research. So basically my research was like, it was about broadly asexuality and feminism. Narrowly, it was about something called sex positive feminism. Do you know what she is? I do, but our listeners might not. Yes. So basically, I mean, as with feminism, there's probably a lot of different ways you can define it. But basically to me, it's kind of like the idea that like women to be like, a way for women to be liberated and free is to just have lots of sex and Mm -hmm. feel pleasure because women were sexually repressed before and now we're not as much, and so we should just be having lots of sex. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I feel like you see in the media, like, pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. At least I feel like I see it. Mm -hmm. So basically, what I was curious about is, like, will asexual women feel uncomfortable with feminism or like you know not identify as feminists because of that mm-hmm. so i can't say what the end uh, the findings ended up being or the conversation we had i guess if ask, you're, ask your friends about it. <laughs> i guess if you're curious maybe the people in the discord would be willing to talk to you about mm-hmm. what the research was or something like that but mm-hmm. um that was basically what my research was about mm-hmm. was what sex positive feminism and how sexualized feminism some kind of is um affect like if asexual people feel feminist mm-hmm. what do you like i didn't include you in my research you because i think we are it's too much yes it wouldn't have worked out yes because i think you know too many of my thoughts about a lot of this but what i do, you... do and i i also don't think I was available when you did the interviews anyway. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, here's what I think. I also know what your results were. Did I tell you my... I don't think you know my full results. I don't know the full results, but you did... I, you I, you I talked, expressed some things yeah, about them yeah. to me. Uh, so I have, I have that, yeah. like, tinting. Um, yeah. But I think that... Kayla's making weird so I just, like, you know when you have a zit on your back and it hurts and you accidentally, like, itch it? This is then... great content. I'm sorry. It really hurts. <laughs> it really hurts. I don't know what's going on back there. I'm very... It's, I'm sorry. It really hurts. Okay. Well, here's, here's the thing. I think if someone identifies... Now, this is a generalization, and I know that it's not true of everyone, 
But I, I find that if people identify as queer, they're probably more liberal and progressive in their views more generally. Um, and in their views of, like, the civil rights and stuff. Just because a lot of times queer people are members of groups who have not done so well on the civil rights front in the past and have had to fight for their rights and that sort of thing. So they, in my experience, tend to be more liberal. Mm. So the way I would think, like, as an ace person, too, I would think that it wouldn't necessarily make people want to not identify as feminists because Mm. I would feel like the political orientation of a lot of people who readily accept the ace identity would be more likely to lean left anyway, more likely to lean in the direction that feminism leans Mm -hmm. on the political spectrum. But that doesn't mean that they would necessarily be super pleased with this idea that, like, of, of sex positivity. And I think, like, personally, I think sex positivity is good as long as it comes with the caveat that if it, it's a, like, if you want mm-hmm. scenario. And I think that's the thing that, like, I would be pushing for in any given feminist community mm-hmm. would be, like, y- sure, tell people to have as much safe sex as they want if they want. Yeah. And not make them feel like they have to. And so I think, for me, that would be the thing I would want to change, not the fact that there's sex positivity in general. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Do you think, like... Uh, do you think it tints the way you think about feminism or, like, yourself as a feminist in any way? Or are you able to kind of, like, section it off? I identified as a feminist before I identified as an ace person. That's fair. So, I don't think my sexuality tints my view of feminism much, if at all. Just because I I understood my identity as a feminist mm-hmm. before I understood my identity as an ace person. And obviously... Uh, fem being considering myself a feminist is more of like an opinion than mm-hmm. being aces. Yeah, but I think they're both very integral to like what I believe and mm-hmm. who I am as a person. And so, although they're not the same, and they shouldn't necessarily be conflated, like your beliefs and your sexuality shouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily be conflated with each other. But I think they they're both just very ingrained in my worldview. And so it's hard for me to say that asexuality and the ace umbrella has too much of an impact on my mm. view of feminism. I think it does to some extent, but I don't think it... It mostly just changes the lens at which mm. I look through it rather than my opinions does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I think it is really interesting because it's like, you know, your sexuality isn't a choice, but being a feminist is really yes. is technically a choice because <laughs> you can change your opinion about stuff. Yeah. And that's, yeah, what I think is interesting is like, is something, could something so stable in your, like, you know, so integral to you, something that you can't choose part of your identity, can that impact mm-hmm. a part of your identity that you can choose? Mm-hmm. And I think lesbians have been involved in feminism for a very long time mm-hmm. and it's it's often conflated that, like, yeah. oh, all feminists are just, like, butch lesbians, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like 
maybe for lesbians it is a bigger part of like why you're a feminist or like part mm-hmm. of your feminist identity than mm-hmm. being asexual yeah because i i think it has to do with i mean there's a lot of overlap of of the ideas of feminism and the ideas of like civil rights Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of overlap with the ideas of gay women and the ideas of civil rights Mm -hmm. more so than the ace community because this is jumping back to the thing we've mentioned so many times is that a lot of acepec people are passing Mm -hmm. and so we don't always get impacted by these like civil rights issues like same-sex marriage and like the criminalization of like gay sex and that sort of thing we're not necessarily although we might be but we're not necessarily impacted in the same way as gay and lesbian communities are and so i think because lesbian communities are women to to start Mm -hmm. and they already have that (laughs) that disadvantage and they have the gay thing compounded on top of that i think that i mean it makes sense why they would be so involved with both communities Mm -hmm. communities is it a community I don't know. I don't know either. Is feminism a community? Discuss. <laughs> Discuss. Looking more, I guess, at, like, some specific research I looked at. So a lot of the stuff, and this kind of has to do with the whole lesbian lesbianism thing, too, is, like, mm-hmm. I was talking to my professor because of this one piece of research I found, which I will get to, about, like, a lot of times lesbians, especially in, like, the 70s, would see, like, or a lot of times, fe- did I say lesbians? A lot of times yeah. feminists, especially in the 70s, were looking for, like, the perfect sexuality mm-hmm. because something called the sex wars went on. Okay. Do you know the sex wars? I don't. So there was, like, two groups of feminists, and they were fighting in the streets, like, West Side Story. And like snapping? Yeah, a lot of snapping. <laughs> fist fights. A lot of fists. A lot of fist cuffs, if you will. A lot of dancing. <laughs> Crazy. Um... So one half, the one side was like, we are anti-porn, we're anti, like, like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. Oh, this sounds familiar. Let me, I'll read you their, like, my GSI, my, they had, like, some basic tenants. instructor of my queer media class, like, mentioned this offhand. I think we're going to mm. talk about it later in the semester. Well, here's a <laughs> So they were called the radical feminists. Um, and they were basically opposed to, like, porn, any sexual practices that condone violence, prostitution, cruising, adult and child relations, sexual role play, any of that kind of stuff. Cruising? I think, let me Google it, but I think it's just like when gay men go out like looking for, but then that's not about women. We're learning things today. (laughs) You know, it's basically just like walking around looking for a sex partner, I think. Oh. Okay. I think. It's like tender in real life. <laughs> the act of uh, going up to, like, pick, pick up another gay guy. Uh, yeah. yeah I, like, you're just going out to pick someone up for the for the sole purpose of sexing them. I, th- I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was radical feminist. And also, like, currently, radical feminism is kind of, like, more... Not just like, ooh, empowerment, yay. It's more like, okay, we need to break down the systems. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more systemic and societal than mm-hmm. just like, let's lift each other up and lean in, mm-hmm. miss whatever Facebook lady. Boo. Anyway. What? The Facebook lady, she's like high up in Facebook. She wrote the book Lean In, and it was basically like, women, if you want to do well, just, you need to want it so bad. 
and then it'll be fine. Mm. Yeah. That's not making any systemic change. Right. So radical feminism is really more systemic. Anyway, so the radical feminists were like, we don't like porn, we don't like any of this. Mm -hmm. There's a woman that currently works works on our campus Mm -hmm. who thinks that all straight sex is rape. Mm. Because men always have more power. That's a hot and take. So she, very hot take. My professor was like, now take this, you know. Piping hot take. So, yeah, but okay. so that's. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the, <laughs> there were the libertarian feminists, and they were basically like, sexuality is great, it's liberating, consensual. Libertarian? They were called, As in like, liberating? Not like just, the libertarian yeah, party. Yeah, as in like liberating. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I just, I just, dude. I know, I guess the libertarian party didn't exist yet. Then. Yeah. I just, li- the libertarian party is a political party in the United States that's kind of an offshoot of Republicans. Yeah. So it's, I have a lot of yeah. associations with that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically they were like, all consensual sex is great. Let's just like have pleasure as women, blah, blah, blah. But basically... Both sides, in a lot of feminism, is it's so it's very revolved around like sex, which mm-hmm. is interesting mm-hmm. because it's revolving a lot of it's either you know bad sex or good sex, mm-hmm. but there is to these people a right kind of sex, and that matters yeah. a lot to feminism, which yeah. is really interesting. That that's yeah. a basic tenet yeah. of feminism is how you're having sex. But basically, so they're both kind of, both of the sides were kind of looking for, like, a correct sexuality. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the libertarian feminists basically, like, won out, because that's what's most popular now, is mm-hmm. that idea, not the radical feminist idea. Yeah. But so, a lot of times they were thinking that, like, lesbian sex was, like, the correct, politically correct kind of sex, because mm-hmm. it was, like, you know, it's better for women, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have, like, the man overpowering you, whatever. Mm-hmm. There was this one woman, I think she's a woman. Hello? Whatever. There's one piece of research I found from 2010. Okay. So recent. Mm -hmm. Was saying that the, basically was asserting that like, asexuality is the perfect feminism, feminist sexuality. If we choose it, like she was saying that it is a perfect sexuality for women to choose and it like threatens sex as an institution, government and patriarchal control it's, like, anti-reproduction, it's anti-family, and so it's, like, the perfect radical feminist sexuality. She's talking choose... about abstinence, not asexuality. Right, but she is talking about asexuality in yeah. this article. And so it's, it was very interesting. Did you send her a strongly worded email? I did not send her a strongly worded email, but perhaps I'll send her this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who she is. I think it's a she. I'm assuming it is. It's feminist studies, like odds are it's a woman don't make assumptions i was listen the field is probably women <laughs> it just is um but yeah so it, it's interesting and i wanted to know what your thoughts were on this i don't think i've talked to you about this part of what i found mm-hmm. um i don't think i had talked to you about it before because i was like i want to talk about this on the podcast because I, when i read this i was like i just i remember you reading some stuff and you being upset about it. Yeah. But you didn't tell me what it was. Yeah, well, this was the main thing. There was more research, like, just generally on asexuality, and they looked at a lot of, like, Avon stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing too deep because it just, like, hasn't been studied yet. And mm-hmm. But, yeah, sometimes they were just... It was nuanced things about yeah. how they were defining it, and a lot of times yeah. the choice thing was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Well... <sighs> 
I mean, I have a... Uh, I have so many word retrieval problems. You really do. Earlier, she wanted me to shut the door, and instead she told me to open the window. <laughs> it's getting worse. It is getting worse. It's bad. I can't... I cannot think of the right words I want. I have an issue on a very basic level. Well, I don't know how I feel about the fact that there's, like, a correct sexuality. Yeah. Um, I think that's problematic because sexuality is not a choice. Yeah. And you're saying that some people are inherently correct and some people are inherently Yeah, incorrect. it's basically saying, like, some people are more feminist because of their because sexuality. Because of their sexuality. Yeah. And I, I think that reflects a, a a very misguided belief in how sexuality works. The the choices that this person is talking about is the choice to be abstinent or celibate. It is not asexuality. Mm-hmm. They have a misunderstanding of what asexuality is. And asexuality, like any other sexuality, is not a choice. It is a woman, by the way. It is a woman. Her. All right. Well... I just disagree with her. Yeah, I just, I don't think, I think she has a basic misunderstanding of sexuality and maybe shouldn't be writing research about it if she has such a clear misunderstanding of how it works on a basic level, question mark? That is, that is something I was thinking about a lot, because obviously I don't know for sure the sexualities of the people that I was, like, reading their research on asexuality, Mm -hmm. but, like, I had to assume, because Mm -hmm. the type of research that goes on in, like, feminist and women's studies is not, like, your classic research where there's a lot of numbers, and it's very analytical, and it's very strict. Like, Mm -hmm. you're allowed to bring in your personal feelings kind of into it. Mm -hmm. Like, when I was writing mine, I was clearly stating, like, here's why I'm invested in this. Mm -hmm. Like, here's why my part, here's why I came up with this hypothesis, because Mm -hmm. this is what I experienced. Mm -hmm. And so, you would think maybe if they were, they would, like, say something. But yeah, this this woman is, she's a professor of women and gender studies at Arizona State. And she specializes in sexuality and some other radical feminism and political activism. But, but yeah, but it's, it's, it is interesting that I am interested to why she, why in, she has. In the 21st century, that is her understanding of sexuality as a professor of sexuality. Yeah, and... I, I, I want to interview this person now and I, say, what? Well, I, yeah. Well, she has a book. I'm reading her other research titles. One is Slippery Design. First of all, in quantitative, qualitative research, got some great titles always going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slippery Desire, Women's Qualitative Accounts of Their Vaginal Lubrication and Wetness. Okay. Let's talk about Troubling sex. anal sex. <laughs> wow. It's just like a lot of stuff about like sex. So I don't... Sex during menstruation. Daddy's little girl. Oh, God. On the perils of chastity clubs, purity balls, and ritualized abstinence. I'm just confused by this person. Compulsory bisexuality, the challenges of modern sexual fluidity. I... Here's here's what I'll say. Is, for as sensitive as these topics are, they are important to study and question. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this one is called compulsory bisexuality, the challenges of modern sexual fluidity. I haven't read it. I can guess what it's about, but it is, I mean, that title alone is a bit troubling to be Mm -hmm. like, well, what's wrong with that? 
But I do think it's important to look at these kind of things with a critical lens. Yeah. However, the basic ideas of sexuality are that it's not a choice. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just hard to understand, like, you know, where yeah. that is coming from. Because yeah. on the one hand, I understand looking at everything critically, mm-hmm. but there are just some, like, basic truths, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, at, at least things that have been broadly accepted by queer communities and also by academia as to how this works. So there are a lot of questions that go unanswered, like, why do people have different sexualities? Mm-hmm. Like, there's there are plenty of questions there, but at this point it's pretty broadly accepted that it's not a choice. And so I think if you're going to make an argument like that, then you need to support your argument as to why you think it is a choice. I have not read any of this woman's writings or she research. She writes a ton. Like, I don't know how quickly she's putting these things out. And a lot of them, I guess, are theoretical. Like, the one I read um, about, like, asexuality as a choice had no, like, actual research in it. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, theory, I think. Mm-hmm. So I guess that doesn't take as long. But, like, she has a lot of publications. She's, mm-hmm. like, cranking things out. Interesting. Which is... I didn't think how it was, but I guess I am not an expert. Yeah. I just... I... I would like to know this woman's um, reasoning for viewing sexuality in the way that she does. And what her experience is in terms of, like, her um, exposure to different sexualities. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you can write about this stuff while still being straight, but I I would want to know what her exposure levels to, like, how many ace people does she know? (laughs) Like, Like... I feel like, for me, I was comfortable writing about this and doing this research project mm-hmm. because I am on the A spectrum. Yeah. And also, I just am, like, very close to it. Yeah. So even if I was just... We have a podcast. Right. Like, even <laughs> if I was just straight like I thought I was at the beginning of this podcast, yeah. I would still feel very comfortable doing this because I feel like I, we like... we talk about it Because I have enough knowledge and I also yeah. have, like, Sarah or all of you that I could go to with yeah. things and be like, am I being like wrong right now yeah but yeah maybe i will contact she has a contact thing on her like i want to know what her connection to the ace community is if she has one yeah maybe should i like contact her and send her this episode and just be like hey i don't know if you'd send her the episode but like send her some thoughts yeah or some questions yeah get her on the pod honestly live pod debate (laughs) live pod debate Uh, (laughs) yeah but it's uh, it's just, it's it's weird, and it's, you have to think she doesn't know much, because also she was saying it's like, she said, like, it's it's anti-family and it's anti-reproduction, but that That's completely ignores <laughs> the model of attraction, where, like, asexual mm-hmm. people can still, like, first of all, can still have sex. Yeah, they can still have sex, they can still choose to have families, whether they adopt, or whether they have QPRs, or... Mm. So, like, I don't know, it's it's hard, because on the one hand, I understand the argument that, like, if there was going to be a sexuality that went with radical feminism in the fact that it, like, subverts cultural norms and, like, kind of, like, systemic things, I get that, because asexuality does 
like a lot of it talk about like hey sex isn't as important as everyone thinks it is or yeah. not at least as normal or like for everyone yeah it's then, not the standard right and on one hand that is very radical and does go with a lot of the things that radical feminism talks about sarah's just making faces into her microphone i could see just my mouth mm-hmm. so like on the one hand i can see how it works and like i would be happy to read a paper about that like the commonalities between that or just like you know how asexuality and feminism go together there's really no research on that mine yeah. was like the only one yeah but yet talking about it as inherently like first of all a choice and mm-hmm. second of all like inherently anti certain things is just yeah, like not, it's not inherently anything it's just like actually not how it works like yeah. it's just not yeah and that's the tea that is the tea did you have any other things that you learned from your research? Um, that you're allowed that to allowed, share yeah. with us. The, pro- the problem is, I there was a lot of interesting things that I just can't like really talk about. Fuck the herb. Fuck the herb. Well, I mean, it's nice that I didn't have to go through the herb because it is a long process. Oh. I mean, my teacher didn't make us, but it does suck. Research seems exhausting. Yeah. For a while, I thought about, because I really, I took a lot of classes with research, because just how my majors are, and I like it, but it is super time-consuming, and there's just a lot of reading. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't do it. It is, I mean, I like it a lot, but it is a lot. I couldn't. I guess, if you, like, what would you want, like, sexuality studies, or, like, the gender studies, you know, those, those groups of people Mm -hmm. like what would you want them to do because i do think asexuality should be researched yeah i think it's extremely interesting yeah and i think the community is super interesting i think it's the first like the fact that there's a new a new sexuality coming to life at this time where we are with technology and communication that's never happened before and i think that's super interesting i think it's it's a community in ways that other queer communities didn't have the capacity to be Mm -hmm. because i think there there was definitely a lot of community building especially in the early days when there was a lot of like civil rights issues um, because they were you know bonding together but i especially like post stonewall Mm -hmm. but i but just because of the internet i mean there is there is a community that has been a part of this sexuality's journey to the mainstream um, through its entire lifespan. Mm. Not not the entire time that ace people have existed, but the entire time that we've had this concept of it as a society. Right. So, I mean, that makes it very unique and that it is it is a community in a way that no other community is. So I think studying the community... Mm. Like, I also just, like, I want to know... What, like, because there are so many sub sexualities within mm-hmm. the ace spec, I like I kind of want to know what the breakdown is because like we have mm-hmm. we have like, I mean obviously it's never going to be fully accurate, but like we have these numbers of like, gay lesbian like by like blah 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 blah. I want I want to know what the mm-hmm. I want to know. I also think the fact that there are so many subcategories is really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't know that many other sexualities really have that in, like, yeah. any formal capacity. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if it's kind of just, like, 
quote unquote growing pains of yeah. like a newish sexuality and if yeah. like one day that'll go away. Yeah. Um, but I don't know because I don't either. I don't know. But like that's yeah. So I guess what would you like say to like researchers or like ask of them? Pay attention to us. I also want them to I don't know, if there's any ace people listening that are in like don't know what to do with their life but you might like research i mean like i don't know i do know someone that listens to us that lives where i'm going to be moving soon Mm -hmm. who is uh a master's student that is studying asexuality and religion i think theology yep i don't know yeah so that's interesting that is interesting yeah i just think like in general studying asexuality in the same way that people have done you know queer studies like trans studies mm-hmm. like there's been there's been a lot in that realm and there's been more in some areas than others which is can sometimes be problematic in its own right but that's i'd i'd rather have the research and be like the way we deal with it is problematic than not have the research at all mm-hmm. <laughs> uh cuz if you have the research you can um you can make the the base I was doing a reading today for my class. It was basically like trans studies are always like tacked on to like queer studies, mm-hmm. um, like in gender studies, and that can be problematic because it never exists like on its on own. its own. Yeah, and like I think that same thing would probably happen with ace studies, mm-hmm. but at least it'd be. But at least there. it would be there, and with time we can make those changes. Mm. So. I also just pay attention to us. I think it's hard, too, because I would assume that most people that get into this kind of research, it's because they have that identity. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming a lot of the people doing trans research are trans themselves, or Mm -hmm. or at least closely linked to the community. Mm -hmm. But since the asexual community is so small in comparison, it's just hard to get that many people. Yeah, and it's just not as well known, generally, Mm -hmm. so people don't know that it is there to research, because they don't know about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Not really. All right. It's our poll for the week. Should I contact this lady? <laughs> Everyone's going to say yes. What? Everyone tell Kayla to contact this lady. You'd have to help me write. Yeah, I would. You should also read the article, like the full thing. Okay. I don't think it's very long. And it's, I mean, it's interesting because it makes you mad, so. Mm, cool. Do we have another poll or is that just going to be it? Um... Please do research on the ACE community. Are you doing research on the ACE community? Um. Uh, yes, in earnest. <laughs> yes, I want to. Nah, bitch. Okay. <laughs> or no, but I think someone else should. That's gonna be like everyone. I know. Whatever, we'll... Whatever happens to be the polls will be the polls. Maybe it'll be another cow race, because y'all screwed that fourth cow. Fuck you all. <laughs> that poor fourth cow. Kayla was so I invested was in so, the fourth cow. I was so upset. The entire time I was losing, I was so sad. <sighs> Is that your beef of the week? Yeah, pretty much. And also, I was in an arcade today, and it kept eating my fucking tokens, and I was getting <laughs> really mad. Why is this so hard when you're Kayla? <laughs> but then this other machine poured out a lot of tokens that we did not put in so we made up for it oh it's man i thought of beef earlier today oh, and oh I well i told you what your beef should be what was it that i keep having stomach pain oh yeah was that what i told you no 
She does keep having stomach pain. I need to see a doctor. Go see to see a doctor. Uh, you should probably also see someone about your word retrieval. <laughs> that, like, has to be something bad. My beef of the week is that I can never find words in my What's head. the one you always do for umbrella? Is an umbrella a common one for you? Yeah, also microwave. Umbrella and A mi- lot of times she calls the remote the microphone. Yeah. And, like, no one realizes it. And, like, so I used to think she was just, like, it was a joke. No, I... And I was just, like, okay, I just hand it to her. And it's then I realized later that, like, she didn't mean it. <laughs> Yes. I, umbrella is one of the words that commonly comes to mind, and so is microwave. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other ones. You, I should start, like, And there are a lot of words, like, well, because when I was, like, I remember when I was in high school, I would always forget the word expose. Then you write it And so I wrote it, yeah. I wrote it in my notes app on my phone. Yeah. And now I don't ever forget it. Yeah. Because I was like, I forgot it so many times. It's bad. I, I've done that for a couple words where I could just never remember them, so I wrote them in the notes app on my phone, and now I remember them. For example, the word partial in reference to, like, brass instruments. Mm. Like, you should do that. Partials. Is there a way to reverse that for the word umbrella? <laughs> you can, like, maybe forget it. Get it out of my head. Like, it's not that important. You could probably forget it and you'd be okay. Oh, no. Also, the word article, as in reference to the or and, or not and, a or an. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I forgot my beef of the week, and that's my beef of the week. <laughs> Yeah, that's Is fair. that my memory is poor. You should start keeping track of your word retrievals and put them on the Twitter. Oh, Jesus. It'd keep you accountable. Maybe it would help. <laughs> my beef of the week is that the when we took pictures at graduation of me and Kayla um, for the pod, there's one where I look really buff, but the picture's not that good. So. She does look very buff. <laughs> So I didn't post it. You should just post it. I posted a one of the ones of us just like <laughs> yeah, throwing did. peace signs on the story. I look so really buff in that. Put it on the put it on the story. <laughs> Show the people how buff you are. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's all. You can find those things on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. Uh, SoundsFakePod.com is where you can find everything. True. Encourage Kayla to email this lady. Yeah, and uh, I'll pro- I'll try to post. Hmm. I wonder, because if you're not in university, it might be hard to get the article, because, like, mm. for us, we can get it through the library, but I can mm-hmm. try to find, maybe I'll just throw a link to it somewhere. Yeah. Of, like... If people are interested. Of, of that one, or of all the ones I looked at. I'll see. I'll see what I can yeah. do. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, we also have a Patreon if you want to give us your money, mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. can... I was going to say work up the... I forgot. Oh, oh no. Work up the... the... Here's the problem. Sometimes, sometimes word retrieval is just I think of the wrong word, which is like kind of funny. But sometimes there's just nothing. Yeah, and that's worse. Yeah, I really think that's worse. I agree because then there's like at least if you say the wrong thing, I might be able to figure it out. It's like the tip of your tongue situation. A lot of times, it's like more like academic words where just nothing comes to mind. Yeah. And it's like, I know exactly what this word is, and I can't think of it. Yep. And now I kind of forgot what I was saying. And I think it didn't make a lot of sense anyway, so that's We're okay. asking for money to give them something. Yeah. Uh, the courage? Not the word courage? Not it. I don't know. We are $40 away from merch, so we there's are. that. If you want us to get merch, um, help us out. <laughs> and then also give us art for it, because we can't do art. Yeah. And if you say... But Kayla and Sarah, if we get, if you get merch, we're gonna have to pay for the merch too. Listen, getting merch also costs money. <laughs> yeah, it costs us money. It costs us money to get merch. To so. work on it. 
So, like, I, I get it, but, like, listen. But, like, what can be done? We just graduated. I don't have a lot of money. I spent $15 at the arcade today. I worked for 10 hours today. Sarah worked for 10 hours today. I went pot putting and went to the arcade. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, I have a boy. job in a month. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Our patrons, our $2 patrons are Keith McBlain, Roxanna, Alice is in Space, Anonymous, Nathan Dennison, and Mariah Waltzer. $5 are Jennifer Smart, Asritha Minnicotta, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, Perry Fierro, my Aunt Jeannie, D, Benjamin Abara, Megan Rowell. We're sorry. Me- <laughs> Megan, I believe it's Megan. Yes. Emailed us and told us how to pronounce her name, so yes. we are Megan. saying it right now. Yeah. Uh, and Quinn Pollock, who used to be a $2 patron, but bumped up. Thanks, Be Quinn. like Quinn. <laughs> Upgrade from zero to not zero. <laughs> Our ten dollar fragrance are Kevin and Tessa at Dirty Uncle Kevin and at Tenderscore. T- oh my, Tenderscore! I, <laughs> I try and say it too fast because you really, do. it's so many syllables, and I want to just fly through I it. Know. At Tessa underscore M system. underscore K. I'm sorry, Tessa. Sarah Jones at Eternal Lolly and Arknets who like promote the Trevor Project. Our fifteen dollar patrons are Nathaniel Waite, Nathaniel J Waite Designs and Anonymous who would like to promote the end of the semester. That's all we know. Now you're in a new one. Sarah had class. The other I day. had class. It was funny. <laughs> I'm back in class, so that's fun. Is it? How many days a week is that class? It's two days a week. Oh. It's um, three hours per day. Plus, mm. on Tuesdays, we have screening. Gross. Yeah. I'm like, it's not out of the ordinary for me to have a three-hour class, but for me to have a three-hour class more than once a week is... Mm. Well, thanks for listening. Tune in next Friday. Yes. May 17th at 5.30 Eastern. P.M. P.M. Not in the morning. morning. We're not that kind of lady. Um, and we will also be posting the pod as usual on Sunday. I don't know how much I'm going to edit it if we're doing it live anyway. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Because, yeah, I guess I don't know. Because it might end up being really long if there's people, like, there talking to us because there's, like, a chat feature. Yeah. (sighs) Also, maybe I'll just leave in all of our weird silences that I usually cut out and repeated ums. (laughs) Do that. We don't have too many weird silences. All right. Well. But sometimes I do cut things out. Anyway. Okay. You'll have to watch and You'll listen to both out. to see. <laughs> All right. So tune in next Friday for more rust in your ears and your eyes. Yes. And Sunday, just for your ears. And until then, take good care of your cows. <laughs>